How you doing? It's Mikey Rebell, the host of the Bulldog Report, and we have two Bulldog historians, two Bulldog former players, Sal Marano and Lou Mazzucci, right? Right. So, Sal, we'll start off with you. Um, you played for, you know, the Bulldog team, and your family, you know, has history with the Bulldogs. Um, Jim was... The Pee Wee's first quarterback from my cousin Jim was the first Pee Wee football qu- quarterback. Um, I have a, a a cousin John who put, uh, graduated from Wesley in 1957. He was a halfback for Wesley, and I was the next one in line. Um, I played on Sal or Jerry's first team. Wow. Um, uh, back in 1964. Um, and then we were undefeated in the league in 64. And then in 1965, we were undefeated all, all, all together. One of the top teams in Rhode Island and New England. Um, uh, it was a great, great uh, time uh, for Wesley football. And basically what it was, it, it was the start of... Um, um, it was the start of when base, Wesley was a basketball school. And it was the transition over Wesley being a basketball school to a football school. And Coach Jerry had a lot to do with that. Have a seat, Lou. Have a seat, Lou. Joining up is, is um, Lou Mizuchi, another former Wesley, um, Wesley Bulldog. Because before 1964 came, there was just a high school football team, and it was mainly basketball. Because from what I looked under the stats, the 40s to the 60s had a very, very good basketball team. Oh, yeah. Very phenomenal basketball oh, yeah. team. Oh, do you want to sit here? Because you got to be able to understand what he's saying. Well, I can sit next to him. I will. So. Okay, we're back. Had a little technical difficulty, but joining is Lou. Mizuchi and Sal Marano, you know, they're both on WBLQ. You can uh, listen to them Saturday mornings talking Bulldog football, URI, sports show. Um, so we'll, we'll get back to what Lou was saying. Yeah, Lou was talking. Uh, I mentioned something about the 40s. Yeah, the, from the 40s to the 60s, Wesley was mostly known as a basketball school. Yep. Yep. Um, they had good baseball teams. Yep. The football teams... We never drew any so, crowds. So, so, You know. You know, as long as you beat Stonington, nobody really cared. Right, that was the idea. Just beat Stonington and no one cared after that. You know, that was right. the main no, game. Not really. And Lou, Lou was a starter, if I'm not mistaken, on the 1950 team. 50, 1950. Football. football. Yeah. He's also a star baseball player. Yeah. In the Hall of Fame. Right. That was 50... 85 years 51 old, 85 was, years young. God bless, 50, you look great. Yeah, 51. It was your graduation year. That's my graduation. I was the last day played Stonington and baseball. So I had five for six that day. And I, the last the last shot I hit, the, this left fielder come in, Johnny Christina, and off the top of his glove. I, so I come back to the scored and I said Oscar was Oscar Pellegrino was the scorer I said Oscar that that was a hit wasn't I said that's six sorry Maz he should have caught it I said Oscar you got sorry he didn't give me the hit oh wow no I would have had six for six to wreck it 
Terry Peterson had five for six. To so transitioning through, just to give you a little history, transitioning through the 50s, uh, the Wesley football program had a coach named John DeGange. As my junior and senior right. year. Who was after John? Was it John Stellatano or was there somebody in between them? Uh, 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 Len... Mm, uh, Len Genke? Not Len No, Len Tien was Len before John. Okay. John DeGange. So it was John DeGange, then Stelly came in. Stelly may have come in. Him and John Stellatano. Yeah. And, there was um, some great history with coaches like Sal Aguri. I had a pleasure to meet him at, right. the, um, at the Thanksgiving Day game. And... You know, I felt like I was standing next to a superstar. Oh, so I was a oh, he's a legend. Coach. He is a legend. All oh, yeah. the stories and we so. They named a So field I just want to give you some, some more of the history. That way you... Because this is basically about football, even though I played baseball. Lou played baseball. Actually, I was... I think I was better in baseball than I was in football, although I... <laughs> My claim to fame is football. You, you, you got more interest in football, Sal. You yeah. like the, you like the contact. Maybe right? it was a hit and right. You know, I, I'll go into some of that. So, but, so now, so now we're into the late fifties. John Stolatano's the head coach. Wesley's not. They, they may win two or three games a year. Uh, they beat Stonington maybe every other year. Take care, buddy. Yep. All right. Um, so now we're in the early sixties. Um, they. They, they they had a coach named Bob Peltier, coach for either two or three years. Wesley just they had some decent players, but collective you know, collectively they yeah. weren't. Kyle Milimaki played in that era. Yeah, um, Kyle was very good in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Great athlete. And there's an award named after right. him, yeah, right? Outstanding right. lineman. Outstanding yeah. lineman. And then um, Bob Peltier left, and a guy named Barry Dietz coached. For, um, he didn't stay too long. He stayed so. for, um, I'm going to say, three years, Lou. And Barry um, uh, just, he, he did well his first year. They they tied for the championship, I think. Um, but then he, everything went, kind of went downhill. Um, so Barry, we don't know the whole story. No, we don't. The, uh, especially the players. I was just coming up the ranks, eighth grade, Ninth grade, Barry was still the coach. At tenth grade, Barry was my head coach, and Sal Jerry was the assistant coach. There was two coaches, and I start. You know, there was a bunch of us guys, kids. I think there was about five of us that started just about every game from our sophomore year to our senior year. After our sophomore year, we was a very, very poor team. Um, we were three, and believe it or not, we were actually won three games, won the first three games, and then we lost the last seven. Lost to Storrington twice. But I did, I was a starter in those two Storrington games um, with Brian, Brian, and Gary Capalbo, yeah. and Barato, and there may have been one or two others. But that was like a nucleus. See, that was the sophomore group. Okay? You guys are just right, jelling. We're just coming up. But Barry Dietz went on a sabbatical, like a leave of absence. Yeah. So they needed a coach, and the most logical guy was Sal Jerry. So a lot of people don't realize that he was only an interim coach. Right. And then he, in 64. Yeah. yeah. Right? So. Right time, right place. Right. Right time, right place. And he, when he was a, when he first took over, he did not want, he wanted that job. He was a teacher. That's where he made all his money mostly. But he wanted the he wanted the head foot, and he was a taskmaster. I mean, he used to it was like marine marine boot camp, basic training. 
all summer. He he, he put us through the paces all summer. What he went to a day he, sessions. And during but during the summer, he'd be over there playing for the Hilltops first base, and he'd be looking over because where the football field is now was like a big pasture, big green pasture, and we used to practice like Monday through Friday. Like in, even in July, we'd practice over there. No, we couldn't have coaches. Just next to the gym, where the yeah. gymnasium was. No, well, the football field. No, no, that, it was where the field is now. Yeah, where the or Jerry Field is now. Okay, that was like where they played soccer and ran track. Yeah, it was like a where our Jerry Field is now was just mm-hmm. a big green piece of grass. Right. And we used to practice over there. And he'd be spying on us from first base, making sure that anybody screwed up, he still couldn't screw up because he'd be looking from a distance. That's how Every intense he was. To everything. So that year we had a pretty good year. We were seven and two. We lost to Stonington twice. Now there's four losses I've got against Stonington. That, oh yes, that, that really hurts. That hurts, right? That there's hurts. four. But I don't forget, us, me and my guys, we started every one of those games. Now there's four. So now it's, it comes time for my senior year, and um, the Brian Kent, Brian DiMaggio, who's probably one of the greatest of all time. I said one of. Um, Barato, one of the greatest of all time. Gary Capalbo, another superstar. Myself. We had a, maybe a couple other guys. And I hope I'm not leaving anybody out. But it was my senior year. And you saw how Wesley ran through Stonington yes. on Thanksgiving Day. We used to do that in every game, like Wesley did, kind of. Yeah, right. Right? So we went undefeated that year. So now all of a sudden everybody in the town has got the buck. Now it's the basketball team is kind of like eh, now taking know. second place. Now, to the you football know, it's like team. yeah, we're kind of like we're in class A. We're in class A suburban, but we were finished. They were finishing with 500 records instead of going to Federico and even Stellatano when they'd only lose one or two games all year and they go to the New Englands. No, no more. Yeah, that don't. Now happen. everybody was talking about football, right? So that's then the year after I graduated, they went undefeated as well. They went undefeated the next year. In the following year, they were they lost one or two games. So he won 20. Salajri won 26 games in a row without a loss. Wow, that's like an unbelievable record for high school football. Right. Like you just don't. It was Jim. Mar- it was Jim like Marano's senior year in high school before they lost. He was a quarterback. They lost two games that year, but they beat Stonington 48 to nothing in a pouring rain. Which Blue might remember. That was it's 1968. Then we then we went through a dry spell. Low. Jim Galusho took over. Not because of Jim. Just maybe the talent wasn't. Didn't have the talent. Maybe. The, and then Sal came back in '71. And then that, that was the rise of Bobby Mitchell. And then Joe Mixie. They won 11 straight games. Yeah, and that so it, it didn't happen all. Well, not 11 straight games. 11 straight Stonington games. Oh, oh right. yes, right. I've seen that. That, yeah, that was that in was, the was Yeah, that was sta- that started in 71, One. I think. 71. That was a good era because right. before no. that you had two games, three games go back right. to fourth. Stonington, Westerly. Yeah. yeah. And they won 11 of them yeah. in a row. Yeah, that but was just some, unbelievable. Something happened way before that, though. You, you sh- people should know about. In 1965, Wesley played in their last Amos State game. Right? That was the end of that, two games. Right. That was it, it was 1965. I was a senior, and they played it on a Wednesday night before 5,000 people. Wow. Right? And we, 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 we set a record 
other than 122 to nothing, which I can't, nobody can ever prove, set a record for the most touchdowns in a half against Stonington. Six touchdowns. In a half. It was tied by this year's team scored six touchdowns. Right, yeah. I heard you say that during the last show right. that we did with Coach right, Miranda. That was a hell of a... That, what you saw this past Thanksgiving, this this game, that, that was a record-breaking half and also really one of the, the best... The only one... <clears throat> I think Toronto had, what, four or five touchdowns? Something like touchdowns? that, yeah. Five, I believe. For the the only guy that had more was Jeff Moore. 1915. Yeah. He had seven. Yeah, and they also yeah. talk about yeah, Justin but that was, Lamb. About the half. The half. Right, for the half, yeah. Right. When they talk and about I'm, that and, and, record. And, you know, and Jeff Moore's record probably will never be broken, right. I don't think. Right, no, he had um, no, seven. Believe, but, right? but nobody can really prove it. It's kind of like anecdotal. They don't, they don't, they can't prove it. They just know that he scored seven touchdowns. Okay, so now so now we're back into the to lose Suns era. 71, Bobby Mitchell, and my brother was a sophomore. He was a starting fullback. Mixed, the next year, Bobby was a, ju- a senior. Um, and then they had a hell of a team name. My brother John, Mixie was Louis in there. first year. That was 72. But they didn't go to the Super Bowl because they got beat by East Greenwich. Yeah. They a, only had one loss. They were 9 was and a one. nemesis, East Greenwich. 9-1. and one. The following year, they all came together. 11 straight games they won. And Stonington. Right. And, and, and they beat Stonington 53 to 6 or 53 oh, to 8. Yeah. Joe Mixie. Joe Mixie. My brother had a touchdown. It was an undefeated team, 71, my brother, just so my brother John kind of carrying on the mantle. You know, Jimmy was the coach at the time. Jimmy Moreno was. Well, now he was, he was coach, a coach. superintendent, and teacher, right? Right. Yeah, but not that year. He was just right. a coach and a phys ed teacher. Salajuri was still the head coach. 70, so now you got that was 72, 73. That's the year I'm talking about. And 74, Bob Gebler was the head quarterback, right? And then that's when you had that's Louis. That's Louis. Sure. Yeah, that was a hell of a team. That was another team, undefeated team. Yeah, they I read beat, about that They team. beat Warren in the Super Bowl. And they beat Wesley, Middletown Wesley beat Middletown a year before in the Super Bowl. Then they made the mistake of, of, of bumping up to Class A. And Which is now Division One, I believe. Right. We shouldn't have been in it. Yeah. It's, so that's when they, but we still went on a string of beating Stonington. Yeah, and in the middle a, of that was this controversial field goal that was supposedly too high. Too high, they couldn't tell. Right. Yes, right. I heard about hey, that also. And you know, we say it was good, they said it wasn't. Who who can tell? Right. Yeah, yeah. too high, yeah, that, too low. Yeah. So basically, that's. Then when then you've got Jimmy Morano, you know, ca- carrying the ball. He had two Super Bowl wins, had one Super Bowl loss. His son played on a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Lose team. Mike. Lose. Mike. East Greenwich, 13 to 7. They got beat. And East say, Greenwich was a nemesis. Yeah, and it was a freezing cold night. Oh, it was cold. They oh. say Jimmy was the first person to be a quarterback at the Pee Wee level, and then he went on that year to be a quarterback um, in no, high not, school. Mm, yeah, but he, he was, was the first quarterback the Pee Wee's ever had. Yeah, that was the first year. Sixty-four. Yeah. Right. They 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 put put the league together. That put the team together. The Capuccio Boys, Denny yes, Marie, Denny, and that was yeah. The Capuccio Boys, right. very, you know, very instrumental. Yeah, because right. Charlie Vaca told me a story about how they how it was the town farm and they were looking for a place and he said they had the town. three assessors 
the towel did for a dollar. Right. Yeah, now, for a dollar. Uh, here's the thing. With I pe- cut brush there. That's right. We all. Wow. I remember you. Cut brush. But, but this is a, this is what everybody forgets, and I don't I don't brag about it. I was on I was on Pee Wee football committee. I, I, I couldn't coach because I was on the town council. Lou had run with me that year. He lost by like 30, 40 votes. He should have yeah. got out in. I get in. They make me liaison to the recreation board. So now, But I'm still in the peewee football. So the Capuchos are driving me nuts. Richie especially. Okay, come on. What the fuck? What, what did all this improvements to that field... They made it beautiful. What you see there, that's a beautiful field. It is oh, a beautiful oh, field. It's Sammy more Andrew. better than but high school. The town still owned the friggin' field. Sammy, they could have kicked them out at any time. Sammy Antosh laid it all out. Engineering wise. An Sammy engineer. Antosh. The Capuchos were the and Denny, they were instrumental. The Vakas, Joe, Joe, Joe Vaca. Yeah. Joe was they were all right in there. Joe has been there since 1965, I believe, or a Rough. year after right. the league started, right, which right. is amazing. But anyway, the deal was, hey, what, what are we doing here? We did all this work. Yeah. Sal, you're on the you're, you're on the town council. Yeah. We want we want that field in our name. He said, well, what the That's what, tough. What am I going to do? Yeah. Well, you had the vote. So, so. We, went, we went to um, our our, uh, our uh, solicitor was um, um, Begins with a V. Um, Nacarado, Vinny Nacarado. He says, Sal, you can't do it. The, the attorney for the Pee Wee football was John Toscano. They were, they were good friends. They all know one another. You know, I said, geez, we got to do something. Said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to give you a lease, perpetual lease forever and ever, for one dollar a year. One dollar. One dollar a year. Right? Mm. And um, I went back to the guys. And they said, "This is what the deal is." Eh, all right, that sounds good. They can never take it away from us. It's ours forever. Yeah. That's better than that, right? Yeah. And that's still that way. They you know, pay, I, don't, I don't know if they ever kids. pay. They actually pay the dollar. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure, but I know thousands of kids um, go through the peewee level and ended up playing high school. That through. was our feeder system. Yeah, yes, it still is. Which, which made us. Better football, well, because yeah. because when I played and when Lou played, especially more so than even when I played, we wanted pee wee football. We would we were the kind of like a driving force, but we had no pee wee football. A lot of the guys when they got to high school, they had to teach them how to get in the stance. They, they didn't had to, have the basics. They didn't know how to tackle. They didn't know how to block. No. So Pee Wee football, they taught you all the fundamentals. So when you got to the well, high school ready. level, get in the three-point stance. You're stands, ready when you get And they all know how to get in. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah, the Pee Wee organization is a great feeder program for, like, there's so much football history in Westerly. I mean, I kind of fell in, in love with the, the history part. I'm not, a you know, born and raised in Westerly. I was born, you know, I lived down towards Providence for a long time, you know, and, um, Right. But now that I'm up here I'm in the glad town, you hear, Mike. oh my God, it's you know, it's Mike, like it's love, it's community. We were all like South said, we were basketball, right? Uh, Where's Wesley? Basketball. Basketball. Now it's revolved. Now it's all football. Now, enthousi- Not all football. The, the, well, all football the enthusiasm now. Football. Well, you look up West Coast. Look, look at the crowds you get on a Friday night. Yeah. You Unbelievable. People. Unbelievable. Easy. And then the people that listen on WBLQ and Westerly Life now oh, that they live stream hundreds, it. Hundreds of them. You got people in the armed service from Turkey that were watching the game. 
a couple weeks ago. 16,000 views so far on, on the stream. That's that's incredible. incredible. With the people amount of people that listen. People are watching it either on Facebook it's, it's or they, they can get it on, on, the, on their radio. And they're radio. saying, where is this westerly anyway? Yeah, exactly. Somewhere. Exactly. So what do you got? I'm going to take questions? a break and reset. Yep, give me one minute. Because i got to get moving here. i got to go. And immediately he stepped into the quarterback spot, and I believe we played South, uh, played East Greenwich, uh, who was a real powerhouse in our league in those days. I believe he started off as a sophomore against East Greenwich with just a few days' notice. And if memory serves me correctly, and I'm kind of losing it after these many, many years, but I believe we won that game, and. Uh, I have this vision of Terry running a long uh, run down the left sideline, and I believe he made such an effort. He, he did score on that play. And as a sophomore, to just step into that role on that particular day just describes, in a nutshell, the type of uh, athlete he was and the way he responded to pressure. Uh, I have to tell you, he... We had many, many, many outstanding players, and Terry certainly was very high, if not at the very peak of that list, from all-around ability and performance. He was a gentleman every inch, and um, I'm telling you, uh, it was such a pleasure each day to go to the practice field, knowing that he was our quarterback, and uh, I am just Stunned by the news. Very um, sad news, yes. And it's very difficult to uh, even keep my wits about me this morning as I talk about this young man because I could go on for hours and hours about his leadership skills and his classroom demeanor, his on-the-field demeanor. He was just a spectacular person all the way around. And I'm very proud to say that I had the opportunity to coach him and I'm sure all of my other coaches, at, assistant coaches at the time, felt the same way. Just an outstanding individual. Coach, this is, um, this is Sal. Um, uh, I, if my memory serves me correctly, Thanksgiving Day, either 75 or 76, pouring rain over in Stonington. Stonington had the, uh, the Beale brothers. Didn't Terry... 75. Didn't yeah seventy five didn't yeah. Terry score that winning touchdown down to to give us the victory? I I think I think you're referring to the game where Terry threw a pass to I believe Matt West. Okay, to Matt West. Maybe, yeah, I believe maybe that Matt can play. call in and clear it up a little bit. Oh, Matt will definitely correct it if that if that's the case. If he scored the winning touchdown, we'll be hearing from Matt. Well, you know, he, I, yeah, he, I believe he was a recipient. It was a special play that we put in for uh, Matt because, albeit he was a lineman, he had outstanding ability to uh, catch a football. And uh, I remember we put in a special play. And I can still see Terry. I believe he, he rolled out to the right side towards our bench. And he was kind of like a yard or two away from me when he threw that ball. And uh, Matt made the catch, and I believe that ended up being the winning score but i tell you i could be corrected on that because this was so many many years ago that it seems like a lifetime 
And, uh, you know, when you've had an, a relationship with a young athlete, uh, as we did, and uh, I heard about this yesterday, just kind of knocked me for a loop because that was the last thing I ever expected to hear yesterday. And uh, the type of athlete he was, he was always in condition. He was always uh, on top of his academics. And he was totally respected by his teammates. And I think that was one of the most impressive things about Terry. He had all kinds of skills, and he certainly was a down-to-earth person, and he just felt as though he was one of the players and not anything uh, outstanding in his own mind. But in my mind, he certainly was outstanding, I'll tell you. Well, Coach, I, I have a picture I'll have to forward to you sometime. I sent it to Sal this morning. I don't know if you got, got to it. see it. It's, uh, it's, it's an old black and white picture. It's a black and white picture of you with your arm. I've never seen you hug a player like this. You got your arm around Terry's <laughs> neck. And it was after the Thanksgiving game in 76. And, uh-huh. and uh, I remember asking Terry what that picture was all about uh, when I got down to visit him when he was ill. And he said that nice. you had told him that he was the only quarterback that you ever let call all the plays in the Thanksgiving game no. without anything from the sidelines and how proud you were of him. It's, it's a great shot. You, the expression on your face is, is, is worth a million wow. bucks, I'll tell you. Well, he, he wanted that game very badly. And I think he uh, was wrapped up in the fact that, uh, you know, we had a a very good relationship, and I had total confidence in him, obviously. And that was my last game as the head coach. And uh, he really uh, kept the team together because our record wasn't that great that year. But we were a decent football team. And to get up for a game uh, as big as Stonington, it takes a tremendous amount of personal uh, 